Hey everybody and welcome to a new episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm one of your co-hosts, Paulie Presenza, otherwise known as the Moo Cow, and I'm joined by Jonathan A. Moody. And together we are both joined by Joe Turek. There you go. Joe Mama Turek. <laughs> Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. And Thank you, Kane. <laughs> together we have gotten together for an experiment of uh, suffering and woe. Uh, the movie we're about to show has been known to break people. It's been done on, uh, uh, not on Mystery Science Theater, but riff on, tracks? on Riff Tracks. Oh. They also said, as I recall, that it's one of the hardest ones they ever had to get through. Um, and I am talking about our buddy, Jerry Warren, who did uh, uh, um, Wild World of Batwoman. Oh, so we're doing a, a movie for We're doing okay. a Jerry Warren movie. And yes, we are finally, finally, finally getting around to watching Frankenstein Island. Right. I heard of that. Yeah. I think oh. when I was doing research or oh. whatever, looking <laughs> stuff up for uh, of, uh, Batwoman, I was oh, like, Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this, this movie has been known to break even hardcore stink followers. And, um, you said some of your friends like left you yes. and said they will never watch another movie with you again. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they stopped showing up. It, it, it's it's an experiment. <laughs> it's an experiment. Are, are you trying? I, I've been bringing you guys along a little bit more at a time. Just it, an experiment in taste. An think, experiment think, in patience. Think, think about Geek Maggot Bingo as being a big, large step, and now we're taking another large step, even further into uh, stinginess. Uh. Great. It's time to go visit that island. Yeah. But, again, you never know. I thought Alien Beast was a, was a knockout 30, and it didn't happen. You know, the, some you never know. You guys might be like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> I've never seen it happen, but uh, it's possible. You're, you're building this up to be in some, some, some monumental it, feat. Hey, this could, be, this could be a 10 and two ones for all I know. We'll I doubt out. that, but <laughs> I just I just doubt it because Rift Tracks doesn't do movies that are are, are ones. They generally look out for movies that are. Um, I, I, I'm ready to be entertained. Tens are yeah, lower. Yeah, uh, it's it's entertaining <laughs> in a way. It's more entertaining in seeing everybody else reaction. Suffer. Hey, I'm going to be suffering there too, guys. This is not a movie I watch very very often. In fact, it's been years since I've put myself through this. Oh great! Uh, so, so it's I'm had multiple. It's had multiple view. viewings. Oh yeah, over the years, sure. So the narcissistic side it's of you. So <laughs> bad, bad, bad movie. No donut. Yeah, that's, well, let's, oh, let, let, let's, it's it's time to find out. All right, so we will return to talk about this quote unquote film. <laughs> quote unquote. Right after we yeah. hear some mood music. <laughs> The power, the power, the power, the power. Are you trying to say we're back? Yeah, we are back. So, all three of us made it back too. All three I of know, us. No, we made survived. It. Matt and, Malvin, and, though. And he didn't run for the hills. <laughs> you like you say all your friends like can't can't take this, and yeah, I can see why. It's actually, sad. actually, Melvin did. Yeah, Melvin, Melvin survived. Melvin survived. So you scared us though. First impression. Yeah. It's pretty bad, but. Well, I'm just saying, like, you scared us because we thought the dog yeah. was eaten. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we thought. Because really, you said earlier 
that the when we were watching it, you're like, well, I'm not telling you what happens to the dog. And I'm like, wait, what? Next thing you know, it's like the dog disappears for a few minutes, and, and they and, and, and they bring food to him at a cafe. And I'm like, oh no. It didn't look like it could be dog, but you don't. I mean, I don't know what a dog. I don't could know. Look. I wouldn't know what dog looks like to eat. And... So first impressions. What did you guys think of Frankenstein Island? Yeah, you go first, Joe. I thought I was watching something from the 50s or 60s. Um, right? So uh, to me, it's just, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still trying to, the, the only thing I could say that usually I'm like when some of these movies get, get thrown my way that you guys bring to me, it's um, stuff that's offensive or something. There's something offensive that I find that like breaks a, a to me, the only thing that was, uh, I mean, there's some filmmaking aspects of it that's, <laughs> that's offensive. But um, storytelling, yeah, that's some, some, some storytelling crimes, if you will. Yeah. But um, uh, what about I, the plastic, uh, you know, the, fork that turns you into a vampire? All the pitchfork thing, yeah. So, but but there's no um, uh, no X-rated goo, if you will, <laughs> different things like that. So. And um, uh, and like we just talked about with Melvin the dog. I mean, so it was like, a lot of dancing. Yeah, a little bit of dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a little bit of dancing. Could have been more. I've been fine. <laughs> yeah, see, we don't mind the so, dancing. You so, don't like it. Yeah, so so first impression. I mean, it's it's. Um, I'm not running for the hills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Well, if you survive geek, geek maggot bingo, you can survive this. This is this is worse than or this is uh, this isn't as uh, this isn't as bad as geek maggot bingo no, in my no, opinion. No, no. I I think this had a. I I can't believe I'm gonna say it like this because this is where geek maggot bingo just goes completely off the rails. But this had somewhat of a. I'm gonna say very loosely structured storyline <laughs> that had a beginning, middle-ish, and sort of. Um, where Geek Mag and Bingo just, I just got lost in that. And um, yeah, yeah, it was all the cardboard sets. Yeah. Now, now saying something positive of this over something else is kind of reaching, if you will. Right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that that's my first first take on it. All right. Well, what about your first impressions? So, yeah, just like Joe, I mean, I didn't know what to expect because you were talking this up like this is just like Geek Maggie Bingo, you were talking this up like it was going to scare bit. us off or something and um and and uh it wasn't it was it wasn't as bad as Geek Maggot Bingo in the sense of like acting wise and stuff and and some of the things but like yeah story wise and um just it just didn't make much sense <laughs> and so no sense. yeah it makes no sense really I mean Repeated when we get into the story help. when we get into the story it's it's gonna be tough to you know we're gonna we need we needed Lenore. Because she would be really good at probably explaining well, stumbling, as much. Mumbling, muttering, fuck well, there was a character named Lenore in this too. So I know. Yeah. Really? Well, there well, was they, a, they, a, a mention of a Lenore. Yes. Yeah, there was a min- mention of Lenore. So Lenore probably would have liked that. Yeah, the one that the island alien chick who can, comes from uh, Cameron Mitchell's wife to his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that reveal in the last two minutes or something. I'm like that really his awkward. daughter. I'm like, Or, or last five what? minutes. That was a little awkward. I guess it was right after Empire. It was time for a reveal like I, that. It's, it's you father. look like the spitting image of my wife. Like, then why are you now calling your what? <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Um, uh, like I can see why 
uh, Fred Olin Ray, who does retro media, would just get a kick out of this and want to put this out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a movie that I feel like people should view, you know, just to kind of see what not to do. Is you it, know, is it, it's like Ed Woodian of sci-fi. Oh yeah, God, very, very, very Ed Woodian. Yeah. Like this is if Ed Wood was still making movies in the '80s before he died, mm-hmm. you know, and they were in color and. He had the chance to do it because, really, this movie doesn't go past the '50s. It has still all the '50s tropes and uh, the beakers and, and, and all in that. In fact, stuff. I thought it was '50s or '60s. Like I thought this, as you thought, I thought you. I was watching something from the '50s and '60s. No, apparently it's 1981. 1981. Oh my God, I was not even it, born yet. It wasn't filmed like 20 years earlier and just sat in the can for 20 years and no, aged. Think so. It aged like a fine so wine. Let me let me <laughs> let me go into some of the background. Not even this. fine. <laughs> Jerry Warren, uh, who was a contemporary of Ed Wood, he made a whole bunch of shitty movies in the 50s and 60s. Seth, for the most part, he didn't really make them originally. Most of the time, he was buying other movies from other countries, mostly Mexico, but other places too. Then he would have them dubbed, sometimes mostly poorly, and then he would have like two or three scenes and he would shoot. Why do you little... find guys like this all the time? Like, this is all you ever do. I know, but he, he would shoot a couple of scenes with his buddies, the same people that he uses over and over again, and then insert them into the movie, retitle it, and release it. The only movies of all the movies that Jerry Warren did that he actually went from start to finish that were his own original movies are Wild World of Batwoman, which we saw first in season God knows what it was at this point. Uh, Two, three, four. No, it was like like five. I think it was last year. And this movie. So those are the two pure Warren films. So that's why I wanted to make sure that we saw that. But otherwise, he does things like Teenage Zombies... Uh, Incredible Petrified World, Man Beast, uh, uh, Terror of the Bloodwaters, just all this stuff that were other movies. It feels like a lot of them are like, are those Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies? Are those probably movies? a couple. So he, he bought them from like other countries and yeah. then just dubbed them and yeah. sold them off as his own? Yeah. So like the, like the robot versus yeah. Aztec mummy kind of thing, right? Right. He has a Mayan mummy movie, yeah. Oh, he does? Yes, he does. That he's, again... You know, bought the rights to show in America, changed the title, and inserted a couple of scenes that he shot with Catherine Victor and Bruno Visoto and a couple other folks that he works with regularly. Jesus, you know. Now he, he this is here's the story about him. So he actually started off as an actor in the mm. '40s. He played a bunch of little bit parts and little main tiny roles, and he said that um, he discovered that it wasn't the uh, the the director or the writer or even the big star that really had the power to use the term in, in the power the power in the industry he said it was the producers so he decided he wanted to become a producer so that's right. why he started to do all the stuff where he was buying up all these movies so the directing and writing part I mean he only did that twice with Wild World of Batwoman and this one both of which he wrote and directed otherwise yeah he would buy foreign films re-edit them and then just to have these new, you know, a few lines put in or a couple scenes added in, well, re-release it. I guess then, it's not plagiarism. Yeah. I mean, he literally, I guess, legally... If he bought them, yeah, he there legally is. purchased it's them, it becomes Fast becomes and his. loose, but yeah. And then he always knew that he could get John Carradine or, or Catherine Victor or Bruno Vesoto to get in, 
and that's what he would do. So he made this this company called Associated Distributors Pictures, ADP, and that's what he would do. So for example, he bought the rights to a movie called, it was a, uh, um, a Swedish movie called uh, Invaders, Space Invaders of Lapland, which he re-edited and inserted a couple of scenes and then put a few things and turned it into Invasion of the Animal People. All right. And that, that this is what he would do. So he would do all of that. He did like, I don't know, a dozen or so movies like that. I wonder how much of a cost for you. Like I bet you could do that with public domain yes, movies. You could. Yeah, like ones that nobody knows of. You could just, because they're public domain, you can just take them, put them in your own story, right, right, add right. some things to them if you want. And and or, or in this one, you say Invasion of Animal People. Yeah. <clears throat> He could have redirected like the first half of the movie. It's it, it could have that could have been the title, and it could have went a different direction instead of it going Frank. Because well, Frank didn't even show up to him. What I, hour and a half? I found I found a quote that I think really encapsulates his film making theory. Best. Air quotes. He says, <laughs> "You don't have to really go out and make a really good movie. You just have to make enough to get by, so it'll be bought by a distributor." It Wait. wasn't worth the effort to make a good movie. You just had to make something in the beginning, a middle, <laughs> so, and then. So he was you could a, he, sell to somebody else. So he was a producer, just in the sense of making money than the artur. Right. The so he sense. wasn't. He wasn't there because he wanted to make something that nope. people like. Nope. He was just there to just like, hey, let's just make movies. Yep. Um, it which, was I mean, business. it's not a bad mentality in a way. Is like, let's well, go make movies. <laughs> that's Hollywood now. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> some no. of Hollywood. Uh, now. <laughs> Hollywood just wants to make money. Yeah, and yeah. usually to make money, you need something good. So, or, yeah. or something at least the audience will want. Something. I, yeah, I love the idea of eh, let's not bother making anything better because <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not worth. It's not worth the energy or the money. We just uh-huh. want to make something enough that it'll get bought. You know, especially if we slap a new title on it. People will buy it and show yeah. it in the, in the thing. Wild Eye Releasing does that all the time now. They just retitle right. all their films. Well, this is what he did throughout the 50s and 60s. And then he just stopped making them for a while because he said that, well, nobody was buying his movies and they were shit. So he couldn't make any money off of it. So yeah. he re- retired, quote unquote. And then in the, in the early 80s, he said... Um, uh, this is another quote that I, I remember reading about. He said that somebody had come up to him and told him that because of the, the VHS thing, it was profitable again to make independent, cheap, low-budget films and to get them distributed, and that that's what he should do. So he decided, okay, he went back and he pretty much repackaged Teenage Zombies. A lot of the stuff that's in this film is Teenage Zombies. What? For and, real? Yeah, it's plot-wise. And then... The whole thing with the balloons thing, which really doesn't have much to do with anything, that's Jules Verne. He, he just copied that from one of the Jules Verne movies. I think it's um, one of the island Wait, books. Wait, he, he stole it from one of the movies? No, no, no. He, from one of the books, he, it opens up with a whole balloon thing. And he just oh. decided that he was going to use but that. But he got that from stock footage, you said, right? Not from stock footage, from just from, just from the book. Oh, but okay. But there was, okay. So he, he well, got the balloons idea. themselves were stock footage. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so he decided to sort of make this thing, and it was funny. He, um, the folks that he rounded up, a lot of them were people that he used to work with, especially Wild World of Babylon, which was the last movie that he had made. And at first, they were apparently all very excited and interested in doing it, until they discovered um, that he wasn't spending any money of it, and it wasn't going to be any better than any of his other films. Were. <laughs> 
But, well, you um, guys kept pointing out, it was like, that, that from that Batwoman movie, it was like, there, 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 mm-hmm. a few different times. It was like, so I don't have a frame of reference for that. I oh, we got to get you to see that. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more wackadoodle, but it's it's bad. It's it's bad, but it's still more it's more enjoyable than this. I mean, yeah, something stupid and ridiculous happens every ten seconds. It's just it, it, what, well, in this one, something there was we go a few minutes without anything happening. That was, yeah, this one's a lot more boring. Yeah. It's a lot more boring. That's why I kind of compared it a little bit to Actia Maximus because it just oh, kind of, dude, this yeah. is. Uh, it's tough to say because I, I should have given Actium Maximus a 10, but I didn't. And that was only because that was the first one of the seasons, season two. Uh, of course, of course, Paige makes that dis- that issue when she first starts with mm. uh, with her movie, the uh, the cat one. Curse um, of the Mummy Cat. Curse, Curse of the Mummy Cat. But we, uh, but like I made that mistake <laughs> and... Yeah, since then I will not make that mistake again. <laughs> it, if you it, put one in the first one, you're planning it to be a ten. It's almost like you, you guys should probably do like a episode or two of just like revisiting any of them in the past. If your thoughts have really changed well, on it, well, one something. episode like talking about three or four of them, I think would be fun. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back and do each one. But yeah, 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 just like maybe, maybe, maybe like a, maybe like an episode or two where you just like talked about five of them that you would rescore or something like that. Actually, Maximus, I definitely rescore, but I don't know if I really want to watch it again. That's the problem. There, there are movies like that or. Barn of the Blood Llama, I just don't know if I want to watch again. Well, and I don't know if I just want to watch it either, but the fun part is when we bring in somebody new, like bringing in when we were going to have Angel come in and watch some of our worst Yeah. Films, that's where it would have been fun. And a lot of that was going to be for Patreon because, right. like, that would be the point for Patreon is, like, we can bring in people that we did that for De- uh, was it uh, Double D Avenger because we had we had uh, we had G Larry Butler there so we're like let's get him on uh, we got some juicy details that was fun I, yeah I wish we could do that for this film but just about everybody's gone unfortunately yeah um, and well, I, except for that one guy that might be yeah. still alive yeah well I guess I can talk a little bit about the folks who are involved aside from Jerry Warren. Uh, so, first of all, Robert Clark, he's one of the leads. He's Dr. Hadley. Robert Clark was in a ton of movies from the 1940s through all the way up into the 1990s. And, in fact, his last film was done in 2005. He started off with, um, you know, just sort of doing TV and other parts. But he really is more famous from being in a bunch of stinky movies. So, mm-hmm. things like... The Man from Planet X in 1951, Captive Women in 1952. He was actually in a good movie, My Man Godfrey, in 1957. What? Who did he play that? Do you know? Uh, I forget who it was exactly, but yeah, he was in that. I just, you know, watched that. We're doing it for Criterion Watch at some point with Jen. You said 1957? 1957. Uh, He played George. George. I don't, you know. Well, same year, 57, he also was an astounding she-monster. And then um, 58, Hideous Sun Demon. So he's um, in a good movie and then a bunch of bad ones. <laughs> right. Uh, Incredible Petrified World, 1959. Just I mean, all the way up. As an actor, you just got to, you know, continue to work. And sure. sometimes if you if Hollywood's not calling, man, yeah, well, you got to like, do, do the lower budget ones that yeah. still pay something. It looked like he was pretty active all the way up. In, I mean, he did – he. 
lots of credits, including yep, yep, some yep, including yep. some Dragnet episodes. I mean, uh, a lot that's of TV a, stuff. That's up my alley. Adam Twelve stuff like that. Code, yeah. So yeah, so you've probably seen them if you watch all the Dragnet. Episodes. Yeah, because I mean I love Dragnet. Um, yeah. Different versions of that. Yeah. So Jocko, that's the idiot who is drunk and laughing all the time. <laughs> I love time. his character. My favorite character. That is Steve Brody. Actually, my favorite character is the dog. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, the, the, do- the, the dog. Yeah, the dog was. Favorite the dog character. wins, but the second favorite Steve character. Steve Brody, who is also in Wild World of Batwoman. Well, did he laugh the whole time in that one too? I don't remember. No, but he's the one who ends up dancing when all the girls drink, do the, the happy. Oh juice. yeah. Okay. You know, it's super ridiculous, but he's another guy who is in his career started in the forties on all. I call up. him low, low, even lower budget. Uh, Robert Zadar because he had forties, fifties, sixties, seventies into the eighties. His last movie was two thousand and three. I think he did some voice work, but. He was actually in a couple of decent films. He was in Beast from 20,000 Fathoms in 1953, same year he was in Donovan's Brain. Then he was in a whole bunch of TV stuff, and then that's, of course, when the big decline ha- happens, and then Wild World of Batwoman in 66, Giant Spider Invasion in 1975, and uh, one of his final movies was another stinker that I have to show you guys called The Wizards of Speed and Time. It was 1988. Uh, Are there wizards? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Sort of. Sort of. Um, then, of course, there's Cameron Mitchell, who was in a ton of movies in the 70s. Low blow. Yes. Uh, just so many movies. That I can't even begin to, to... Red Letter Media loves him. Yeah, like, yeah. If, they, if they get an episode that has Cameron Mitchell in it... They absolutely can't wait to sure. to talk, you know, to do it. They would probably love this movie if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if they had a copy of it. Yeah, Cameron Mitchell had two hundred forty four acting credits. There you so go. yeah, yeah, and a ton of stuff. Same thing with John Carradine. John Carradine was in a ton of stuff. Now, uh, as Whoa. it explains in the interview, he was sick and in, in Mexico at the time, so you know uh, Jerry Warren had to go down there and film like three minutes of him saying a couple of lines and that mostly say power and get a good picture of him yeah get a good <laughs> picture of him pretty much that's all they use mm-hmm. the picture of him and a picture of him being like uh, projected John Carradine of course has been in a million movies yeah. most of them bad but you well, gotta he, had, he has a very prestigious credit yeah, too. yeah he has a bunch he was in a he, he won an academy award for Grapes of Wrath in the 30s yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten, ten Commandments. I've got a great story. Yeah. I heard uh, he used to walk down uh, Hollywood Boulevard uh, in a cape, reciting Shakespeare. Just that's all you would do. Walk down. He you was know, a doing, actor. But he was such a like sort of a, a kooky person in real life. You right. know, in like, a lot of places you'd run into if somebody if you ran across somebody doing that, it'd be. But in California, that would seem to make more sense in Hollywood. And stuff in like Hollywood, that. Uh, yeah. you'd probably get paid for that. Yeah. Somebody like would walk up and just an give you American money. American <laughs> Bella Lugosi. He didn't quite hit the heights that Bella Lugosi did with stardom. But he had a much longer successful career and a much longer decline. Yeah, he also had was some he, big big highs too with a couple of the. Couple was of he in the Hammer movies at all? Because I never really watched them. But um, I, I know Christopher Lee. Yeah, and Christopher Lee and you know those he, guys. He that, shows up in all kinds of stuff. I mean, he even shows up in the uh, in the uh, Roger the Corman movies that. Uh, oh, the the Howling. He was in the Howling. Oh, Howling. Okay, he wasn't was, in American Werewolf though, right? No. no. But he will pop in from time to time in a good movie because he's got a man. Well, he was in, wasn't he in Edwards? No, that's Vincent Price. Yeah, it shows like Be- Peggy Sue Got Married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was oh, like one God. of his last ones. Killer so. Hooker's one. I mean, he was in that one. Oh. Uh, it was in just a ton of stuff. And uh, 
you know, it, and so you look at Brody, you look at Mitchell, you look at at. Uh, Have you seen Hollywood Clark. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Okay. And um, and you look at John Carradine. They're all kind of the same. These are long-term workaday actors. And you're right; they they're not A-list people. Mm. John Carradine might have been at one point, but not not for a long, long time. So they don't have the option of just being and saying, oh, well, I'll only work over here for this guy or yeah. I'll only work on this project. You you work wherever you could. Now, John Carradine was the kind that he would he would never say, turn down a role for no matter who. 350 well, some he, credits. <laughs> he said uh, the, money, uh, the money is still the same still color. Still just as green. Yeah, still the same color. So, like, he doesn't care if it's a Hollywood movie or a low-budget movie. Yeah. As long as you're paying him, his well, quote, and you that's, know. And that's why there's a lot more Jerry Warren movies, whether he just directed 10 minutes of it or uh, the whole thing, than there is of Ed Wood movies because of his relationship with Catherine Victor. Her husband was able to finance a lot of the stuff. So even if it wasn't a whole lot of money, there was money there, whereas Ed Wood really struggled to find any kind of money whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his projects just simply never got made. You know, Jerry Warren made them. Now, most of them probably should not have been. But, again, most cases he wasn't making movies from the ground up, you know, original stuff. He was simply repackaging things. All you had to do was get by the rights, which is fairly cheap from, like, a, a Mexican movie or a Swedish movie. Buy the American rights to it. And all you're doing, really, is shooting 10 or 15 minutes with people that you already know. I mean, this is a, a Godfrey Ho kind of yeah. thing. re-releasing it into the... Into the Magic Lizard. The... Um, the, uh, that might be the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Racing it into the driving circuit and making with a new title and making money off of it. So it was an easy, if somewhat slightly sleazy way of making money. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's that's what he wanted to do. So that's what he did. Wonderful. Hmm. So hey, look, more more power to you if you can make money off of other people's crappy movies. Then go legally. Right right. <laughs> legally. Um, yeah. So, now Godfrey Ho stole, like, oh, yeah, took yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. This was actually different because we have copyright laws in America. And yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the, the original people need to He had to this. actually buy the rights to distribute these other foreign films, and then once you have the rights, you can do what you want with it. Yeah, so. and then, like, you can dub it. What, what's his name? Um, uh, we've talked about this before, but Woody Allen. What, what's up, Tiger Lily? You know? Or the other thing, famously, is, of course, the first, um, oh, the Mel Gibson movie, uh, 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 Mad. Road Warrior, Mad, Road Mad, Warrior? Mad, Mad Max, yeah. the first Mad Max. You know, people don't remember that that was heavily dubbed because the producers at the time when they got it, they thought that Americans wouldn't be able to understand the thick Australian accents, so they had it dubbed. When it was released to the theater, it was dubbed. And most most mm. people see it as dubbed, and in fact, when you buy the DVD, most of the time you get both. And I'm so used to the regular version. With that's been dubbed with American people that I can't listen to the actual real. I think version. we talked about that on the but, road yeah. But but at, but at least with that, they actually made the originate the original. The, I mean, yeah, they didn't yeah. add any extra. Scenes. Yeah, it was it was it was the original creators who yeah. did it. They just dubbed it for for consumption purposes. Mm-hmm. I guess with um, uh, with Warren, he literally took Spanish productions or whatever and made it. American. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. add a couple of scenes. You get your director credit. 
then you re-release it under a new title and you make some money. So that's wow. that's what he did. I mean, I'm, I'm saying you could do that today, probably mm-hmm. still, you know, if you wanted to. But no. we well, you know I, people fool around with stuff on YouTube all the time where they're, I mean, they're, these are just fans doing whatever, but they, where they take footage and recut it and do different things with it. But Yeah. Um, well, a recut's, I guess, a little bit different if, as yeah. long as you don't, I mean, if you add your own original stuff in there, that's different. But so, anyway. Two other folks to mention, of course. One is Catherine Victor, played Sheila. Frankenstein Van Helsing. I, the Van Helsing <laughs> part was never mentioned, really, was it? I don't well, wait, what was it, it? Wasn't the guy um, that, that, that they were trying to, she was trying to keep alive, wasn't that Von Helsing? Mm-hmm. That was, was it? Yeah, in Frankenstein, I guess maybe she was literally she married. She was not married to Frankenstein. She was uh, related to him. Right? Yeah. So yes. that was her grandfather or something. Yeah. Something like that. It, yeah. did, it didn't make much sense. No. It really didn't. No. But, you know, we've gone into her background on previous shows when we did Wild World of Back Woman, but I am going to mention that she was in things like Mace of Lost Women, Teenage Zombies, Invasion of the Animal People, Cape Canaveral Monsters with Phil Tucker, our buddy who did, um, oh, uh, what was the one we, we did in the, in the, in the uh, coffee shop? Uh, robot, oh, monster. Ro- robot Monster. Robot yeah. Monster, The was one with the, the gorilla. Monster the... was his second failure. Uh, uh, she was also <laughs> in Creature of the Walking Dead, which is another Jerry Warren film that he bought and re-edited and added 15 minutes to House of Black Death. But then she started to get into some other people's movies, so she was in Bikini Summer, of all things. <laughs> um, and she slowly became in, uh, involved in script and continuity and animation. So she was involved in Scooby Doo and Darkwing Duck. And We've talked about Scooby Doo like a lot today. Yeah. 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 Where's that all from? <laughs> That's a bit odd. But before that, um, she was a stage actress and she did a lot of radio stuff in the 40s. So she kind of had a name and she was a model for a while. And I think she, um, when they weren't doing a lot of stuff, she became. She got licensed to do real estate, and she did a whole bunch of stuff. And there's a lot of interesting interviews. Remember, I I mentioned in that other show about how she had stories about Jerry Warren, how you know the one girl in Wild World with Batwoman decided that she was uh, was more important than the others, and so Jerry Warren decided to punish her by cutting all his her lines, yeah, yeah, and giving them to other people, and she was really diminished. Yeah, uh, it seems like she. She was talking about in the movie where, uh, in this one, uh, Frankenstein Island in that interview, where she was talking about some, uh, uh, one of the guys showed up drunk. and uh, so Steve Brody. Steve Brody showed up drunk. So the guy, uh, so Jerry Warren uh, just uh, completely uh, made him look like, you know, kind of, I don't know, was it made him look like she, a fool well, or something? Well, she yelled at him, or he, he yelled, yelled at, at him. him. But here's the thing. That's the guy who was wandering around drunk, or, you know, the whole time with the bottles laughing and singing. Anyway, so it's kind of like, well, if you're going to be drunk, I guess that's what you're going to do. He was, he was method. Uh, yeah, he was method actor. <laughs> um, no, I was like thinking of, uh, was it the, the guy that we, uh, for uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, the guy who plays Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. they actually did a, uh, a movie. Um, it was one of his... Uh, the Harry Knuckles movie? Harry Knuckles. Yeah. And one of his Harry Knuckles, he was drunk. And it was actually him drunk, for real. They just kept giving him alcohol, mm-hmm. for real, to like you know as an experiment well the more he got drunk and this was all videotaped from Lloyd Kaufman the more he got drunk the more asshole he got uh-huh. and was like a, a complete dick to people on set <laughs> and including Lloyd who Lloyd kept saying do you have any uh, advice to children and he'd be like 
What are you talking about children? Why are you pointing that camera at me? (laughs) He's like all drunk and just like really like obnoxious. And, uh, you know, at the end, uh, Lloyd asks, you know, um, Lee DeMar, the director, was like, you know, uh, so you did an experiment. You know, how do you think it went? And he was like, I I mean, you know, we did it. We saw how it went. Uh, We're probably never going to do that again. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes you just don't know how people are going to react when they get drunk. Especially when they get drunk. It's like that story where Ray Dennis Steckler found Coleman Francis literally drunk and passed out on a gutter in in Hollywood. And, um, you know, he didn't have any money and he didn't have anything. And so he's like, oh, um, I'm working on this other little movie. I'm going to write a part just for you so you can get a few bucks in your pocket. that's nice. I know that was just so cool. Ray it's, Ray Dennis Steckler did that for yeah, uh, oh for Coleman Francis for Coleman Francis, the yeah. guy who made uh, uh, was it the uh, uh, the the one with the fucking tour on uh, the one with Tor Johnson, the mm. the big uh, the Beast of Yucca Flats, Beast of Yucca right? Flats. Yeah. Among others. Among other and shitty movies. We haven't done his three film movies we yet. Haven't. But we haven't. We I will. know. And I. On I, my list. I know it's on your list, and that's why I haven't done them yet. Uh, but uh, I just think, like. I you know, just get the Frankenstein out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to stop doing all these newer ones. Stop we that. Will, we will get to it. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's pretty interesting. And uh, there was some interesting stuff in there that I thought was kind of fun. I wish there had been a bit of a longer interview about this particular film mm-hmm. but this is the one that that ended it for jerry warren now he did talk about as late as 1985 about a sequel that he was going to do to this right that he just decided he, he you know the story was a little wasn't quite finished that there was more to, to eke out of it but he never managed to get the money up for it and by 1988 he had died of cancer so oh. that was that was pretty much the end of that. And How I, old was he when he uh, died? I think he was probably about 70. Oh. That's a, I mean, uh, you know, for that time period, that's actually not a bad bad age, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, people live to like 100. And actually, I'm not sure. Actually, he only lived to be like 63. 63, okay. Oh. And I'm not even that's... sure he would have been able to get Catherine Victor back because I think by then she was sick of working with him and by then she was working in animation and doing other stuff doing real jobs and getting paid real money yeah Um, so a couple of things there there were a couple of I don't know if you noticed there were a couple of times when you could see the boom mic or see a shadow of a boom mic there Um, we pointed out the the really sloppy cheap sets and um, and props some of which were just really, really Plastic pitchforks. Oh, my God. Magic plastic. Awful. Um, rub, rub, I did like rubber, the electrical sp- stuff. I the was electrical that stuff was kind of fun. Sure. But, but aside but, from that, like, yeah, the yeah, terrible the, props and... Yeah, the... the yeah, the... Was it rubber, rubber mat, the rubber um, skulls and oh yeah, and then the 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 um, the, the map that had the um, brain scan the the <laughs> the chart. <laughs> and somebody, of course, had to have an animal wrangler because they had the snake and they had the spiders. Yeah. And they had the dog. And they had the dog, Melvin the dog. Yeah. He and he, it just, which just appeared and disappeared at the various times. So yeah, who, probably like in real life. Who can, <laughs> who can sort of encapsulate briefly the plot of the film? What what happens in Frankenstein Island? Why is it called Frankenstein Island? Well, well, Frankenstein doesn't show up to like an hour and fifteen minutes. Well, Frankenstein's well, monster. Oh, the monster! Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah, the actual Frank Doctor Frankenstein does show up in the cave for a projection yeah, pr- pretty for quick. two seconds, and I was like, 
Wait, is that is that all we get of of uh, John Carradine? We don't. We get him again doing that again. A you few know, other times. And yeah. again and again, like three or four times. Fifteen seconds here, fifteen seconds yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, they filmed probably three minutes of him, and then he was probably because he was sick at the time. I guarantee you, they could only film so much, and then he was mm-hmm. just like, I, I and can't. You can tell there was a black wrinkly background that he just had a you know a blanket or something or a tarp yeah so the, yeah. The, the, so there was like multiple hot air balloons and I, I guess that um they say later on that they were pulled in or something like that but um basically they they la- crash landed or something like that on the beach which we never see it actually yeah. crash and, 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 and they seem to be rather um high spirited high spirited they were yeah they're wrestling around they were for somebody that just crashed on, on, on a little raft and stuff like that they were they were their clothes didn't see much damage Ooh. or anything like that. But, yeah, they, they wrestled around on the beach a little bit, and they went through a cave. And um, through that cave, they saw the thing about Frankenstein, and then they ran into the women. And I guess from these there— random was, women. Yeah, these random, random women. That, women. Yeah, they were, yeah, they find out they're alien women, but they were—yeah, because they were very well um, body-groomed. None of this seems to, like, make any impression on them. One, yeah, one, they're one just, of, like, one of, just, like— it, it, they just go with the flow. Yeah, and one of them's being much. one of them's being. We thought they were being tortured, but I guess they were going through some sort of ritual, which they never explained. It was that an was initiation, about, is yeah. what they said. I yeah. mean, which I guess is initiation into being an alien There's woman. Lots of dancing with bongos yeah. and bikinis. Well, that one. Bikinis. Yeah, it made it seem like it was going to go to the that they were going to take the guys and were going to become some sort of slaves to the women or something like that. It seemed like that's where it might have been going, but then it took a hard turn when. Um, one of one of the heavies came in and and took one of the girls and, and explain exactly what the heavies are. Are are they are they like were they weren't they because they brought one of them to life out of a mannequin or something or and it was like they said they were zombies they were like something. zombie Igor cross cross things but they they had they had trouble with light because they had to have sunglasses on they all the time they all wore the jeans they all wore black. Like the black shirts, shirts the sweaters, long sleeves, little, little, little black then, skull cap, and then little black skull caps, and then sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, and it was like um, in various um, ethnic backgrounds and and stuff, and they would. Um, yes, Chubby Bruce Lee was there. Yeah, and um, which I thought he looked like Bolo Young, but yeah, you know. which I, I I'm sure they they had to have him for stereotypical reasons at the time. They needed somebody who could the, convincingly pull off martial arts, I guess. I guess, and um, during the fight, quote unquote, scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, the um, uh, the which was sport, by the way, it was a sport. Yeah. Let's yeah. go do sports. So, the, sports. Well, well, the one guy takes the girl away. Then they, then that's when we're introduced to that laughing drunkard, <laughs> the laughing drunkard guy. Just in, like in constantly. <laughs> yeah. and, and they sort of lure the guys to this other, the, the four guys that to. To, with us. Yeah, to to, to to the to the suburban place that seemed suburban. Then it had the living room. Everything, everything seemed suburban inside there. Then they get to the the lab, if you will. The lab. Well, and don't forget. Oh, they the also prison. Run into the, the prison. prison with uh, yeah. our buddy Cameron. And, and they just roll, go right along with the flow. Like it's like not that big of a no deal. Comment. And I'm like, I'm like, um, <laughs> so so um, they're at the lab. I mean, after they talk to the guy and the guys in, in prison and all and. It's like okay, and then they go into the lab, and one of the guys seems to get taken control because he's a doctor. No, he got controlled earlier because he started going. Oh yeah, well yeah, two of them got the zap things. At the other one, I don't understand. Yeah, remember what was going on with the zap things? Because people are like suddenly people are holding their wrist. Now why their wrist? 
Yeah, and then how'd they get control over that? And, and I don't know, uh, but like somehow they got control. Like they were just talking all of a sudden, ah! yeah. uh, and then both two of them did that. And yeah. uh, the other guy, I don't know. I no, guess he never got possessed or the, something. There, there was like, no story. You know. But <laughs> oh, it'll happen in front of the the alien girls, the island girls. They'd just ignore it. They just walk off. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> <They> right. <don't laughs> care. Just walked away. Well, I, I guess it's commonplace for them to see that. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they, they got, knew what was going on, sort yeah. of. Um, yeah, better you than us. So, yeah. so, the, so the one guy in the lab decides that he's going to, or it's taken over. That he's going to help, help. Um, uh, the the lady um, doing whatever weird horse yeah, they're doing. They're 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 trying to find the right voltage, blood transfusion cross reference thing that's linked to a brain, which I guess was using animal blood and alien women blood and Cameron yeah, Mitchell's blood. Yeah, and and the bring and, and the and then the Igor mutiny, whatever they are. So it's like they're trying to bring the guy back to health, it looks like, or keep him alive. Keep and him alive or bring him, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of plot that so goes I think on that's, that that's, doesn't make any sense. I think that's sort of the story, how they yeah. get to there. And then it's just fallout from that scenario. But um, they... Well, the, then the guys get together, and then they decide they want to get off the island, but they got to get their friend back. Yeah, three know? of the four do. Yeah. So the doctor is helping them or whatever. So they... Basically, take a gun. They find a machine gun, which is like one of Gatling guns. <laughs> the line with the girl. You know, he's like, "Gun? What is a gun?" <laughs> it's a device about this big, and it shoots out bullets. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was that. Yeah, we got one. It's round back. <laughs> oh, and I love the line of uh, these. Uh, oh, this is just like the one they made in the Civil War, and like what no they did not have maybe, maybe some these, alien civil war or yeah. something the i mean it, they didn't have the well, internet back then clearly a world war ii era machine gun that they had there. yeah so they should have said world war ii but they said civil war yeah and when they fire the gun off in the off screen you can hear the canned gunshots yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. clearly tell it's canned um uh recordings of it but then they they go back to save uh you know save them somehow or another i don't even know how but somehow or another frankenstein's monster comes out of the water for some reason i guess he was sleeping and he just said hey, are. Yeah. and then he wanders around as if he's blind even though yeah. he's not with his arms just randomly reaching out in front of him. One guy but, but, comes but, up to him. Strangling everybody who yeah. comes with but, him. But like, he, yeah. he, he had enough wits about him, though, to, to go through that one door and then reach around and grab the door and open and it. And it's funny. He would, like, he would, like, find a picture. It's like, oh, and he would throw the picture and destroy it. You know, he would find, like, little things. It's like, i got to cause mayhem, so what can I do? Yeah, but, but during all that chaos that happens in the lab towards the end when he's there and everything, the only thing that I really had to care for was if the dog was going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was like 15 to 20 minutes of that scene, too. Uh, that that scene goes way time. too long. And that, oh that one girl who did a pra- couple practice karate chops. <laughs> there was I know. nobody there. Yeah. No, she was like no kicking the air. <laughs> and then, she, <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, was it, uh, yeah, so... Basically, they end up destroying a brain or whatever, right? Yeah, I think, I think that was that. I think that was Frankenstein's brain, but they said there was two of them. Yes, there was. But a then all the zombies brain. like pretty much die. I think that know? I think that brain controlled the zombies. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think the idea, and that's why the girl was like, "You have to leave now before the next brain comes back online." Because the other guy said that the the guy that was um, Van Helsing, who's in the bed, he's like, 
don't because he told the lady don't worry there's another one and she's like where it's like it's hidden it's safe or something like that it's like oh well, there you I go mean, part we'll, two we'll <laughs> hidden brains around our labs yeah. uh, I mean you know, I bet you have a hidden brain in your lab I mean ready to why take not? over when mine dies <laughs> oh because, you know, the science, the very realistic science behind all of this dictates that you have this. This is why I wish Lenore had been I in this know, one, because Lenore would have just... She, and A, her name was used like 12 times in this movie, so like she would have been like getting a kick out of that. But she'd also get a kick out of the fact that there's a lot of quote-unquote science you know in this movie and it's so ridiculous and, and silly. it's so funny and weird with uh with uh cameron mitchell's character who starts off talking and then all of a sudden he just does nothing but starts quoting poe and that's right it. and that's all he does well, I, guess he, I guess he's been i think that was because there was something wrong with him or something well he was there for 17 years in prison right and he was there for 17 years but i think there was they were doing something with him because remember the guards came in at one point and they were like they like they, they, they scolded him with him. The, they, well they they jabbed something into the back of his neck or his top you, of his head that's or right something. because you uh, because you're like there's no blood coming out of that syringe <laughs> <laughs> like it was so ridiculous but yeah, uh, there was they were doing something to him. What cost money, damn it? So I think like, so he'll be normal every now and then, and then he would go back to this like really weird, uh, like uh, a Poe obsessed person, right? You know. So you found some information on the uh, dime store Christopher Aikens wannabe character Dino. Uh, wait, wait, which? He was the youngest of the four balloon. Uh, well, survivors. What was his name? No, uh, well, Dino. I, I think something. Taint. Something? No, no, Dino. Um, I, I didn't see it on him, but the other guy, Curtis Ryan, he um, that plays. He was in like a ep- couple episodes, like of Incredible Hulk, the TV show, and uh, Max Headroom and stuff like that. And so, what character did he play? Um, he was. Back to this right, um, Curtis Ryan. So he was just one of the four guys. So he's probably the youngest one, the one that looked like Peter Brady. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. the guy. That's the guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so he's I, a taint something. I thought. Uh, yeah. His, well, that's his, that was his character's name. It was um, Tain. Well, that's the actor's name, Tain Boykin or Botkin. I, um, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So it, it. But he's he's still alive. Out of I, I think else. I think so. And I think everybody else is gone. Yeah. It, um. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't on, give him a death day, right? It, it doesn't. But uh, uh, there's a few of the people on here that doesn't, including a couple of the um, the, the women. But I mean, some of them that that was their only credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he has multiple. Yeah, yeah. But he has he has multiple credits. Probably so. a story behind that, kind of like because remember in Wild World of Batwoman, they found a lot of those Bat girls by going to a uh, strip club. And grabbing some of the dancers that were out of work at the time and said, hey, you want to be in a movie? And were hired right on the spot. They never worked any other movies ever again. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that Jerry Warren was up to his old tricks and did something similar and just found some... Hot uh, strippers. Yeah, yep. and just yep. said, hey... Most know. of the time they have to just be in bikinis anyway. Yeah, but, it, but in here they're called Jungle Girl. Jungle, Jungle Girls. According to, yeah. And I, I love how there's always, like, a plastic skull. Like, there were so many plastic skulls everywhere. I mean, none of them had to talk much. Well, you but, know. you know, you want to hang out with girls who are dancing around with dead skulls? I mean... Why not? Doesn't that kind of say, 
unhealthy relationship? Yeah, just seeing. I was just waiting for one of the skulls to open his mouth and start talking like they did in the Three Stooges skits and awesome. stuff like that. Like, uh, that also would have been expensive. <laughs> yeah, it would have been expensive. So oh, they probably is it any, any different than having that lunch box or whatever, that machine box so it was painted all pink, oh, swirling God, around? Oh, the ammunition box yeah. that's painted pink and, and is revolving on a string. Yeah. Like, what is that supposed to be? I don't know. I, I guess Why it's, was it, it doing that? It, it, it's a working lab. I guess that's all they were trying to imply. What? What was it, what, what is it supposed to be? What does it represent? <laughs> what was it supposed to do? Because there was a brain. There was a bunch of electro shit. So what was that thing? <laughs> Somebody in their head thought it was a cool-looking visual. <laughs> remember, that, uh, remember that scene in Ed Wood where Ed Wood's like, can you give me that... Uh, you know, I need this for the for the for the laboratory set, and there's little uh, things that uh, twirl Test around. Oil. It's like testing oil. It's like, yeah, get one of those. I need that goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm not getting you one of those burn bands. The Return of Shandu. Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever. That's awesome. Um, and then that's it's funny because that that's literally like right before Ed Wood, the movie Ed Wood came out or whatever. That's exactly what people were doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what? this is what these laboratories look like you know or whatever bride of the monster well yeah it, it goes like. back to the 30s and saying well this is how it was done you know when james whale set, a, set up his set this is what it looked like so all of those props were by the time into the 70s and 80s nobody used them because it's so passe and it's a new age nobody's going to believe that shit but indie film people who don't have a lot of money and want to look make it look like they've got some kind of a laboratory that's what you do you go and you rent that shit and then you put it in there right unless you're uh and unless you're our buddy from geek maggot bingo yeah, and you just true. and you just paint cardboard. everything cardboard and make it cardboard phone the cardboard phone that was the my best favorite thing i've ever seen yeah, I'm, that, like, that I'm was... like you can buy a phone and it's sure for that like almost bucks. that almost gives like geek maggot bingo some credibility just and, on its own because of the uniqueness of it because you can buy one of those things and it's actually cheaper yeah, I know. to buy one of those things <laughs> than the... to actually put work and make one but things. but the the balls to do something like that just to put it on the screen is it, or on on on, on video so, or and, and actually have people answer yeah exactly and stuff. like oh my and, god and um I, I guess talking about the time period that this looked like on on the lab and stuff like that it looked like stuff you see in like the fifties and stuff like that the the those type of sci fi type sure, movies sure. and I guess that this movie looked like it was in the fifties and sixties. It's like the only difference was that was really in color, I guess. Mm-hmm. Most of those really aren't. But it's. I thought it could have been colorized because. Yeah, this could have been. To me, it, it was it was crappy film stock. That's why it looks yeah. so greeny and shitty. To me, it's like poorly lit. Could it could it just been in black and white and maybe been looked better in black and white? I know in the eighties they, they they wanted to have some production value of it being in color for that time period if right? i could i if, if our if our sick flick uh distribution company really took off we had like the luxury of being able to pick movies and stuff we could see if we could get this movie and oh, do yeah. a blu-ray oh, yeah. and make it look a lot better and cleaner dying and... to find somebody <laughs> alive still that could talk about this film i wouldn't know where the jungle girls came from i really do there were a couple of cute ones there there's gotta be there's gotta be some kind of documentation mm-hmm. on some of this stuff like uh, somebody's house might have some but gosh that was the retro website might have 81 it. so that's what, 42 years ago yeah. mm-hmm. 
Well, some of those girls look like they were in their low to mid-20s. Um, so even if they were 30, that put them at 70 now. It came out a year before I was born. Wow. But, so, it looks, yeah. but it looks like it was made 20 years before we were born. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I said, like you said and I said, I, lo- I thought I was watching a movie from you, like the you, 60s. Using props from 20 years before that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said the black – I mean, if, if they'd done it in black and white, it would have looked just like any of those movies back then. So, I mean, I understand them doing it in color for the video – the sale purposes of it. But the, 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 the plastic uh, pitchfork, you spotted that immediately and started laughing. <laughs> well, you had said before that, the, like, when the movie started that somebody had told you – had written read, or something yeah. that it was like uh, – Party city props. Party city props. And I like I was like I don't know what you're talking about because in the in the beginning there wasn't really that many and then all of a sudden I saw it like I saw every single one and I'm, like the fangs the yeah. guys oh yeah when, like, they, when they, they fangs for yeah. no reason it's like it's like the Dracula teeth you could buy for like a buck twenty five I know but like they didn't even do anything with those characters once they got the teeth like they didn't bite anybody and then, remember the yep. weird potato gun that came out of nowhere oh. that makes you disappear oh god yeah you, you turn pink and then you vanish. Yeah, that, that was that was some of their big special effects. Oh, big special effects! Big special effects, yeah. like Big Shark. So big. Yeah, that's probably they spent more on that than they did on um, Frankenstein Monsters Mask. And then uh, they just they just vanished. And I, they couldn't I guess. find them. Why and how? Yeah, and, I guess they were not, just gone. But not Melvin. Who oh, was, let's talk a little bit about Melvin. The real oh, are star you saying they're the all show. vanished? Everybody yeah, they all they're all gone except for the dog. Yeah, and then the Colonel, and that's the other guy I wanted to mention. That was. Um, uh, the Colonel was played by uh, Andrew Dugan, who's another guy who was a load of stuff in the 60s and 70s, a lot of TV. He's got a very familiar face. so He, 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 looked, he looked familiar, I don't know, from where. He's the, the Colonel who doesn't believe them, and he takes them back to the island, and they can't find anything, so he's like, oh, well, I guess... Because you must have hallucinated it. You all hallucinated it. What's all you all had the same dream. At the same time? And yeah. then Melvin the dog. We'll talk a little bit about Melvin. I know you guys love Melvin. Describe him. So, uh, what was he like? A looks like he might have been related to Benji. Yeah, he's yeah, a kind of Benji. Maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than Benji, but um, uh, he, was a, he was a cutie pie. But yeah. you know, he's the one who finds the the passage through the the, the caves. In the Why would they right? bring a dog on a balloon ride? That really sounds dangerous. Like if the dog jumped out. Um, you know, if that, if that's the only question why for this film. Here's a, bigger question. <laughs> There's a lot of questions why, but I'm just saying. Like, Whose dog is it? I think it's the guy with the, the Peter Brady. I think yeah, was, I right? think it's, yeah. It's hard to tell because he because he kept it kept coming back back to him and he, and, and he was he's the one that showed care for him to a degree because sometimes he didn't even mention where we're asking where he was. Well, but but he asked he asked the girls loved him. He asked he asked the one jungle girl if if she could keep track of him while they went and tried to yeah like bring him into bring, another room. Oh or jungle something. Yeah. girl, could you take care of my dog for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she she ended up fighting in place and left him <laughs> left like, her. I love him. I and then left him in the hut, yeah. where he almost met his he almost met his demise against Frankenstein monster. There were a monster. couple times when you guys are like really worried for the sake of the dog, and they're like, no, no. Like I said, you scared the shit out of me when you were like, uh, he's being eaten right now or whatever he's like, and we're like, no. And then well, we see it, him later. It like, really seemed like that that they were possibly go in that direction with the women with the jungle girl with the food and so because because the dog melvin disappeared for a while mm. there and then he popped back up but he, the thing he kept disappearing and popping back up so i, was like, I guess he was the 
smartest one of the group. No, I think in real life it was just like they didn't have him for the whole time. I think so in real could, life he was the smartest one of the group. Yeah, yeah. They, they couldn't count. And then, of course, at the very end, he's the one who brings back the amulet. As and, and I told, I, I was like, I was like, when they got there, nothing was there. I was like, they were going to dig up a hole and find a medallion or something, or a medallion or something. But like, was that even a medallion that like made any sense for the one movie? Of the one of the girls was wearing yeah, it or something. One, oh, okay. The one who went from being uh, Lenore the wife to Lenore the daughter, oh, okay. she was wearing it. Yeah, so I guess, um, but but the girls loved the dog so much. Why didn't the girls take him wherever they disappeared to? Where did they disappear to? And how yeah. and why? Yeah, I mean, it's... Because they ran out of money and they couldn't use the Catherine Victor anymore. Well, that's what I'm thinking with the dog, is that they didn't have enough money to pay for the dog to be on there the whole time. Because dogs, I mean, they cost money to, but to the have dog, them there and be trained. So but the dog just, should have disappeared with them at the very end. I know it wouldn't have, the story purpose wouldn't have been for them to reunite with the dog, but the, do, the dog should have left with everybody else or, or went with the guys that way. If you had the power to just vanish your whole thing, wouldn't you have done that a long time ago? Yeah. Why are you even on this island in the first place? Why? Why, <laughs> why, why? Everything's why. I know. Because <laughs> there really, there, there is a, a, I don't want to say coherent, but there is a flow to this. <laughs> you don't want to say I don't coherent. want to say coherent, but <laughs> there, there, is, this one. there is a flow to the story of, to a degree. So, I mean, it's, that's where it's different than some of the other ones, like the Magic Lizard, Geek Maggot Bingo, where sometimes it just gets completely it seem lost completely within itself. Random, you mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, there seem to be some flow. Now, some of the motivations and structure of things happening was lost, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I like how during the big one fight, there's that one bug-eyed zombie dude who's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and they just keep cutting back to his stupid face like 15 times. That's the one like a, like Tor Johnson would have been perfect yeah. for on a bigger production oh. at the time, back at, then. I don't know, was he even yeah. I don't think he was alive then in the 80s. Yeah, um, and, and that yeah. was really, that, that was a throwaway part that was there for maybe, you know, that person did what maybe a hour of filming for that because <laughs> it cutting back to him so he had to give like a few different expressions but yeah. it's, it all centered on the same type of expression really so funny. <laughs> just a dumbfounded one <laughs> and yeah i think he was pulling the switch or doing something with the he had some lever or something I, near him or something yes and then it was funny the um the interview Catherine victor mentions that uh they couldn't get the guy. The guy that was supposed to bring the white contacts lenses blew it. So she happened to have some, so she put it on. So the close-up of her is actually her wearing the white contact lenses with a very fake-looking mustache. Yeah. Well, a lot of the guys were wearing mustaches. That was the point. Yeah. But 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 being on the uh, being on her is is, is, is really funnier, comical. But I didn't I didn't notice it. Like it's, you know like we I we saw the Robert Best wannabe. I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it was. It was just so. Uh, it was one of those movies that, it's, like I didn't understand anything that happened at all, and like I mean I we we, we explained the You're story. Like, I know I tried. I, I got yeah. to. It was just like I tried to, but you just sort of when when I was going through a point is like it sort of deviated deviated off into this conversation, then we rein it back in, and that's sort of the movie. To be honest, it's like it it starts to go somewhere, and then any momentum that it tries to go, it goes off the rails. But the problem is that there's back. no real motivation for any of these no. people to do any of these things. It's like, why are you doing any of this? Yeah, because I know if I got stranded on an island, I I'd be, I I don't know if I'd want to go through a cave and. Do you, do you remember at one point 
the Catherine start. Victor's yeah. like, you know, okay, well, I guess you guys can find some utility by we'll have you go and impregnate some of the Allen girls. At which point the guys should have all said, okay, well, we'll just stay here forever. I, I guess they were. She was wanting that because she wanted more blood there. Yeah, but um, that's but okay. still, yeah, it's like it. And I mean, they could have really played on that because um, during that time, in the audience they were looking at in the early '80s, straight to video type of stuff, it would fit them to go down that road a little bit. Right. Especially as it turns out, you know, most of the guys had these love relationships with some of the Jungle Girls, and we never saw. You know, I remember one point you were like, "Wait a minute, when did you fall in love with that one?" Right. <laughs> like there was t- times where yeah, one of them would be like, "Oh, come with me," and I'm like. Wait, what? <laughs> like, why? Like, uh, where did this come from? Now, there was that one uh, with the uh, with the, the uh, Brady-looking dude. <laughs> Peter who, Brady. Uh, who, like, um, no. you, you kept calling him Chris Atkins uh, or whatever. Yeah, Blue Lagoon. Atkins wannabe. Atkins wannabe. But uh, he, uh, he fell in love with the one who liked his dog. And so they sort of had a little bit of a That was the Lenore, right? The, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, that, that girl later, yeah. he tries to get to come back, and she's like, no, my father, this is my father. I'm like, We're what? Like, what? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then Empire, Empire Strikes Back was the year before that, so um, it, 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 probably some quick reveal in there. That sounds exactly like something Jerry Warren would do. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's throw in a Return of the Jedi kind of, uh, yeah. that, and the, that, and that And that girl. Luke, I'm your father. Luke. That girl. I still can't get over the scene right before that. Before she goes down to on bended knee to protect her dad, <laughs> she's kung fuing with the air. <laughs> I still can't get over it because it's like, like half hearted. It's like it's like you're playing you're you're playing in the middle of a video game, and in the video game, a character on the side struck is, is stuck in motion or something like that, just punching at the air. Some of the fight scenes were pretty fanciful. I think you said it was worse than good, even or just as bad as good. Yeah, even. very just, slow motion, nonsensical, just. Or I was thinking Meandering. the Todd Sheets movie that we saw, the, the Bimbo's movie, where they yeah. were kind of half-hearted. Yeah, the, the meandering just wrestling. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the punching at air, because they were missing, and you could it clear they were missing. Uh, and it was almost, I feel like almost on purpose, because they probably didn't have insurance to, like, cover yeah. if somebody got into an accident. You they know? probably didn't have a stunt, and stunt director that, or something. That yeah. one scene when all hell's, quote-unquote, breaking loose, and chunky Bruce Lee wannabe... <laughs> comes up to menace one of the girls with a stick and then she shows him a snake and then he backs down onto the ground and then she pulls out a couple of spiders and puts them on him and he's like oh <laughs> then she puts a snake oh. at him yeah. <laughs> and then it, the camera just kind of holds it on there and I'm like just brush the fucking things off go back to killing go back to killing what are you doing what is going on here <laughs> it's like, that's like the you know theme of the movie is us going what is going on here? This would have this would have fit like the What the Fuck Friday, probably. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. and then of course the wonderful, wonderful John Carradine's head popping in every now and again. The power, the power, the power, the golden thread. That in his frame, that in his frame picture that showed up at yes, ten pic- different, twenty he's, different spots. He's a star, so you got to make sure he gets the star treatment. <laughs> star treatment as his picture. Yes, his picture up there all the so, time. So, so was no he reason. good money for that name to be in the film? So, so. was he? Was he? He the original Doctor Frankenstein? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. Guess so. So, so yes. he was the original. And that was and his he was brain, probably like probably. the grandfather of the girl, the lady. Yeah. And yeah. But her husband was two hundred years old. But Van he Helsing. was a Van Helsing. So 
when did she marry him? Does that mean she's also 200 years old? That's why I was wondering if she might have not was she really the grand I don't she said understand. she said she was the granddaughter of yeah. Dr. Frank Stein, but I mean maybe it just made no sense. But that's really the kind of the whole um, we're just going to scrub around that. Uh did any of this make any <laughs> sense like you're you're talking like this movie made know. sense before, you know. And 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 we have to talk for a minute about the music, the score, oh, the, re, the, the that they old that, hand music. Yeah, they 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 must have purchased the rights to it because it was so out of tune with the with the rest of the movie. Right? Yeah, with with the, with the action that was going on, the overly dramatic stuff, and they're showing scenes of the desert or something, and it's just like or somebody climbing in a window, and it just it was so out of place. At first, I liked the music because like when the music first came on. I was like, I like this, and then Paul was like, Ah, this has been done before. Oh yeah, because it felt like a, it felt like one of those fifties or oh, yeah. type of movies, it, which in the right place it would fit. It's funny because you remember when they first meet the Jungle Girls and they're dancing and they're all reacting like, Oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. And then the the dime store Christopher Atkins looks at one of the Jungle Girls and she's in front of a mirror, just kind of like waving her arms back and forth, like one of those parachute things you see on the side of the road, the advertising. And he's just reacting like this is some kind of amazing miracle. I'm like, dude, it's nothing. It's, but didn't he say it was weird or something? Is it the weirdest thing he'd ever seen in his yeah, life. Yeah, he said yeah. that as he walked away. He his... said that, and then the guy was like, yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, that, I'm like, but, 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 what? Really? But, 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 but <laughs> early, earlier that same day, you were walking in a cave, and you had a projectile video yeah, of somebody John coming up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah so that, that, wasn't, that wasn't stranger than Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but if I went to a cave and I saw a projected head pop up, I'm well. First of all, nowadays I'd be like, "Who brought the projector in here?" Right? Like that would be my first thought. But if it were back then, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, and and not to mention the girl that was being in that initiation. She was basically being like, 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 getting, like she was getting ready to get um, burnt at the, cr- yeah, at the stake. Yeah, we're cooked. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Typical Jerry Warren stuff. Like he'll he'll have scenes that really don't lead anywhere, don't do anything. Like. There are scenes when, when you know, Jocko is, I guess, drunk, but he's got no more liquor in his bottle, so he's just pretending to drink. He probably really he's might have been sitting drunk at there. the table, and it's like, why did we need to see that? Yeah, you, you mentioned that, and it's like you could have took anything. that out. Yeah, because because a, a couple uh, like a, um, there was they showed him like a minute or two later when somebody was approaching that that room or whatever, and um, they showed him sitting there passed out drinking. They could have shown that that time there yeah. and then them or come in. the scene where they go and they find the giant vegetables ooh there's giant vegetables big fucking deal so there's giant vegetables what are you trying to tell me that explains the sliced bread or the bread that they had oh there yeah too. the sliced bread sandwich because we were like when the girls served the, the, the jungle girls served them food they were like sandwiches with bread and, and all I was like where's sliced bread come why from why did the girls have to be aliens why where does that play in because it's sci-fi it is. I guess it's supposed to be. There's, well, there's a, there's a lab. And exactly what part of them is alien? They look like humans to me. They look like humans. Well, it, it goes back to the Plan Nine from Outer Space thing of like you could have made them look different, but you chose not to because, uh, well, you know, I don't. Okay, so Ed Wood in real life, right? Uh, he, I, 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 re, I remember reading this. So he was. The um, what is it? The um, no oh, antennas have some taste, good. right? The uh, the the makeup guy, uh, Harry or whatever his name was, uh, said, okay, I can, I've got this whole 
cool look for the aliens or whatever. And he goes, ah, no, that costs too much. Let's let's just have them look normal, you know, or whatever. And, uh, and, and that was the thing. Like, you know, he could have, you know, and the guy was like, this isn't that expensive. We can, we can make this pretty cheap. He's like, yeah, it'll take too long. It's okay. Like, he would make up excuses each time. Like, let's not, he did not want the aliens to look like something different than, you know, what they look like. Well, the only reason I might understand that a tiny, tiny bit is that, if you have to go back and reshoot and reshoot next day, the next day, the next day, that means they all have to be made up every day. Yeah. The same. And it takes time and, 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah. continuity and all yeah. this other issues. Yeah, I get it. Not that some of these guys worry about continuity, but, you know, if it's possible, they were thinking about it. I mean, were there a lot of continuity issues in this movie? It's hard to tell because I was so confused. The story, yeah, every, the whole movie was the a story. Big the story mess. had a continuity issue, yeah, because the story was a continuity yeah, issue. Yeah, the movie was <laughs> a continuity issue. Yeah, and like that whole part where they're like trying to figure out to leave. I'm like, why don't you just go back through the caves? You've already been there. You've already seen it. Take the dog, go back to the caves, get right. on your raft, and leave. Right. You know? Yeah, because they said they had to get there to build a raft, and it's like you already got some form of a lifeboat. They right. said they came like, from miles so far away. And, there's but, no way they swam, you know. Cause, so. Well, no, because they were too clean. I mean, they, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Speaking of clean, there's clothes yeah. that never change. They never change. They never no, change. No, no, no sweat, no dirt on them. I mean, no, I can no, understand back, you know, when you're on the island and you just never brought clothes because you were on a balloon well, yeah, ride. Yeah, but they're close expecting. to soil a little bit for you just yeah. activity. And then, the, I mean, then over a couple, a couple days, they're, again. yeah, they were in the same clothes. But a couple same of the days, clothes. the guys, their beards didn't, no no five o'clock shadow on you the ones that didn't have like beards. You said this is like one day. And I don't know if that's true or not. No, because they slept with the, the the jungle girls one night and they stayed in the lab the second night. No, I mean night. for shooting in one oh, day. Oh, well, yeah. You know, I don't know. but it, Again, it, I'd love to talk to somebody in the production. Find out how long this took to shoot because that would mean that literally they would have to wear the same shirt and same clothes every single time that they came now mm-hmm. now they can wash them or whatever yeah. and that might be why well, it all yeah. looks good all the time yeah, well there's i mean yeah movies take place over that small i think this was probably a it was three maybe five days shoot possibly. yeah possibly I don't, I don't know it all looked like this one of those movies where time passes very yeah. weirdly yeah, yeah. And, and they didn't have multiple they, there was a lot of scenes that didn't have multiple camera shots for the mm. for the scenes. So it's another um, boring thing. Yeah, because want to pay for more than you know one main camera and maybe a secondary if you're lucky. Yeah, no. yeah. So and they didn't take the time to reset and shoot from other angles and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just <laughs> it's poor. Yeah, yep. I, I I I think I think the movie would be more enjoyable in black and white than in color. It's possible for this one. Yeah, Fred Olin Ray, put it out in black and white. Like, just psh, change it all back to, you know, or yeah. two black or, or and white. Or, 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 or make or, that sequel that he wanted to yeah. do. I guess I could just, if, if I, uh, I'm not planning on ever watching this again, probably. But <laughs> if if I if I ever did, I mean, I guess I could always reset my TV to go to black and white but to watch it. But just think of the power, the power, the power. It does not compel me. <laughs> well, I suppose we've reached that time when we need to start. The power of John Carradine doesn't compel film. you? <laughs> so we score our film on a scale of 1 to 10 by which the lower the score the better the film is and the higher the score the stinkier the film is and even though we love our stinky movies the higher score usually means that there's a lot of problems with the film um, and so we take our three scores and we total it up and then we we see what the overall score is and where it fits on the ladder of stink so who would like to score this movie first 
I'll go. I'm going to give it a 10. Like, it is a 10. Uh, you were talking earlier about Actium Maximus and, you know, my regret for not going a 10, and I'm not regretting this. I'm giving this a full 10. Now, now that does not mean that the movie is, like, the worst thing ever you know we've seen worse when those have gotten 10s or whatever but nothing like this is definitely better than wild wild world of batwoman this is uh or i mean and this is worse than that this is worse than um uh did did that get a 30 no they got like a 28 or something like it was high but it wasn't it wasn't that the entertainment high. value in that one kept it afloat. We'll have to show it. Yeah, to it, it was it was more fun and enjoyable. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of fun in this movie. Geek Maggot Bingo got a thirty from all of us, and mm-hmm. and I feel like that was warranted. Um, and warranted, yeah, <laughs> warranted. warranted, warranted, yeah. Um, and then uh, you know all that stuff. So I like this is definitely a ten for me. Uh, yeah, what do you, I'm, I'm gonna agree. It's a ten. It's always kind of been a ten for me. Um, I have to say it wasn't as horrific as I recall from the last time I suffered through it, but it was. It helped having you guys there, and you hadn't seen it, so yeah, that always makes. Yeah, it I don't think I fun. could watch this on my own. Like oh, this is no, not a fun movie to like just put on on a Saturday night, you know. But the thing is, if you get to actually sit and watch all of Jerry Warren's movies and compare it to say Jerry Ed Warren Wood, Marathon, yeah, good God, a marathon, a marathon. <laughs> but you compare it to Ed Wood, who's around the same time period, and you get to see and you start to appreciate those of us who understand Ed Wood wasn't as bad as some of the other folks who were out there. Yeah. So, um, um, I guess my question for 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 the scoring is, is the, the it's hard to believe because it's like we come from things from so different perspectives and and, and, sure. and stuff like that and it's like the stuff you got you guys have seen some stuff that's really warranted if you will for the scoring but I honestly cannot give this a ten okay okay and, and it's like I was wrestling with a couple different numbers but I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine. Pretty close, though. Yeah, Pretty close. I, I can't, and I know that ruins a 30. So what saved no, it? Fine. What saved it? Well, first, they the didn't dog. kill the dog. <laughs> the dog. The dog. The dog. Melvin if, the dog. If, if they were to kill Melvin, then. Uh, See, the problem I had with that movie was it got me thinking the dog was going to die. Oh, yeah. Multiple. Yeah. There was even like an, we forgot to mention it was like an alligator or something randomly, like, or some kind of. Like a creature that was in the caves or whatever. And, oh yeah, yeah. And when, uh, <laughs> there was no, there was then, no play out of that. Yeah, we thought we thought the dog was going to die from there because it went right into the cave. And we're like, yeah. no, 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 don't. Yeah. And and so it kept me on my toes, just scared for the dog. Yeah, and you know? and, and I'd say that kept me kind of intrigued to a point of saying. Will the dog make it? And, and and that and that and I don't necessarily like that feeling to have to wrestle with that. But I, I so compared to say wonton ton where the dog sticks his head in the oven wants to give it suicide. Oh yeah, that's just that's that just, was the one that went over the top. Yeah, that one over. But there's there there wasn't things that outside of the aspect of of, of filmmaking basics and, and, and narrative flow and stuff like that, which which it, it broke those type of things. There wasn't <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't um um cardinal sins, if you will, in the film to in the sense of like uh, offending me. Uh, and stuff and like there that. was one big cardinal sin, it was boring. Yeah. You know? Well that's, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. Sin. So it's like stuff like that 
yes, on that note, it's a 10 over and over. Mm. But there was still a few things. And, and I could even wrestle with – the more I think about it, I can go to a 9.5. And, and I'll say that, but I can't go to a 10. So 9.5? I'll give it a 9.5. Okay. So basically uh-huh. what you're saying is Geek Maggot Bingo was a little bit worse than this. Yeah, there, there was some narrative flow problems with that as well as some – Offending aspects to the filmmaking, not just from the filmmaking, but some offending moral aspects to the film. This didn't have that, and, right? It didn't have that, and um, there was some things in it. It was like it was like, oh, okay, this this kind of I could see where they're going with this and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I can't take it all the way to the end, and I know that I know that discourages the fact that when I have an authority. No, we don't like. We would rather have but, you but, be, but give it's, us it's an real. honest. It's it, it, keeping it real. I, yeah, I, I, and not give yeah. us like, oh man, because so, you wanted to give it a. As 30. long as you don't have regrets about it, that's the only thing. <laughs> don't Trust regret me. it. No, no, no because there's no regrets. Th- there's there's things in it that would have pushed it to that spot, and I can't. But the can't dog saved it. it. You know, little yeah. Melvin. So that one scene early on where the dog disappears and they're eating what looks like chicken or something or. Or lamb or something. If that had been the dog. You know, oh, it would have been eleven. <laughs> yeah, there would there would have been no 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 turning back at yeah. that point in the film. Maybe that's why they kept the dog around because, like, if you think about the eighties, were a time where uh, movies were sort of making sure they were family friendly. Don't kill the kid. You know, don't, don't kill the dog. Don't kill the kid. Don't kill the dog. And you know, some independent films. They go that route because they know they can. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood, they know the, you know, and there are some movies that still they, they kill the kid or kill the dog. Uh, and and usually there's that feeling of yeah. like, you know, like in fear where they kill the dog and have the, even though uh, John Ward always laughs at me for, for saying that because that makes him laugh, that scene, because it's so, it looks really terrible, like a real fake dog head and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but like, Still, I don't. I don't like any animal. But that's like that. that's not this movie. This right. movie's not about that. This yeah. movie's trying to be a throwback movie to the old Frankenstein kind of right. movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was not. that was more family friendly and and stuff. That's why there's no nudity in this movie. Uh, there's you know there's hints of like it, oh, you can impregnate my my, my things, it, but like and I think that was kind of cool that they that they. For whatever, maybe they, maybe they, 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 the women weren't going to do it, or well, who knows? But it's like they didn't go that direction. I was expecting that, and it didn't go there. And well, that's kind of cool that they didn't. They, they. Also, I think that's how Jerry Warren is because when we watched uh, Wild World of uh, Batwoman, it was very G-rated. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even though they, he said they're strippers. They don't really. They don't strip. You know. They yeah. might have a little they bikini. Dance. That's why they dance because they dance. Yeah, yeah they dance. That's what they did here. Yeah. They did that here, and they had their little leopard plaid yeah. outfits on and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but so maybe I'm, they're more strippers. You know. Yeah. I'd love to find out. Yeah. So I, it, from a filmmaking aspect, there's a, there's a lot to be desired on this, and it, mm. it, and that pushes it to it. That would push it to a ten just if it was that alone. But there was a few things that I could. I can't quite go to Geek Maggot Bingo territory with this. Uh, there you go, Joe Turk, finding the, the silver lining in any dark cloud. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I would rather him do that than, sure. than give us like a... Uh, and Or especially if he, you know, we, you know, next season you're like, man, I wish I had given that a 10. No, this, 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 this is definitely one that I probably would never watch again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, and I, it's not one that I could recommend for people. The Rift Track, there's probably good, good laughs in that. Because um, there is a lot to there's a, there's, so there's a many, lot to make fun of. Yeah, yeah. There's and 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 it's just there. Yeah, 
I know, yeah. we were sort of roof tracking it at points, you oh, yeah. know, or whatever. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think when, when I talk, when, when you talk about something, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, we're going to put something on you. I'm automatically thinking, I'm like, oh, gosh, we're going geek mega bingo times <laughs> 10 territory. Is there something that's going to that's gonna reach that type of, of level and stuff like that? I was nice to you as specials. He was a little, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't that bad. Like, I thought, I thought it was going to be worse than it was, too, because you said – yeah, it made your friend. We'll get you to watch Miss Werewolf. Oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, we're acting so. Maximus. Showing that, oh my goodness, you would hate it. Yeah, so. I, it, it, and that's the thing. Like this movie, you know, you could hear things, you could see things. I'm sorry, like I, I could hear and see stuff. Like through the grain, through the grain. I could still see it. You know, <laughs> I didn't understand, but I still could see it and hear it. Yeah. You know, like it was well done enough. Problem is the understanding and being very confused throughout the whole thing. And the cheapness. And, and the cheapness yeah. and the, um, yeah, the fact that it just didn't. Well, and then the only other thing I was going to say, if I had to find a positive, the acting wasn't too terrible. There's, no, there's some, acting there's was some good. bad it, acting. If they messed up a line, they just kept it in the film. That's it's right. Really, yes. <laughs> yes. They had that line where he just he kept going, and then he was like, no, nah, never mind. And he was just like, <laughs> he just he lost his. Keep rolling. Yeah. I know they didn't take another take on it or anything. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's um, it's just funny because it's 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 going to be interesting to see if in future episodes and stuff like that. Because we we approach things from a different perspective when we're rating things. If we'll if we'll be able to come across another thirty, be that a challenge, if you may. Um, oh, don't don't <laughs> give him a challenge. Um, it's it just I, I I think understanding. It's like you you could see from my history of how I rate stuff that if there's some moral lines that are crossed, that sometimes even pushes past. A filmmaking flaw, if you will. Now, if it's if it's meant to be a serious like film, and then there's filmmaking flaws in it, then that's that could be even worse. Um, so, yeah. bounds of good taste. Then. Exactly, bounds of good taste. And um, yeah, and and if they're if they're going to kill an animal, especially a dog, there has to be a, a, a valid reason in the story that makes logistical sense, and it's it's, it's also done in a way that that flows into a story. Or if you're gonna watch uh, a yak take a giant dump and you watch it in, in open up and see the turd slide out, that was magic, magic lizard. lizard. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think he forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I've 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 seen something like that in a movie from Hollywood this past year. It didn't show it coming out completely, but um, that it's one of my favorite movies of, of last year. Which one? Um, it was in Babylon. Oh. oh, I never saw that. Yeah, there's a there's a scene where um, basically I think it was an elephant that was taking a shit on somebody, and um, Eek. so <laughs> you want to watch Babylon? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That movie they throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at you. Which is that Baz Luhrmann? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Wait, no, 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 no. no, 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 no Elvis no, was Baz no, Luhrmann. No, this oh, is okay. this is the one who did um, La La Land. It was a guy who did La La Land, but yeah. it's also yeah. Brad. Pitt, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Pitt's in. it's like three hours long too. Yeah, but it's it's I mean, it's it's. Uh, but um, so there could be moral lines somewhat cross in it, but it's like there has to be some sort of redeeming thing for it. And Babylon had a lot more than that. Go this one, there's no moral lines really crossing this, other than the fact that it was questionable filmmaking. One time, time though, that crossed some lines for you. Yeah, because a dog making a conscious decision to try to kill itself. There's, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know if I can really quantify that in a. Um, a more in a moral sense, if you will. That's horrible. Yeah, 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 very much. That's so. Terrible. So. Um, oh, poor All right. 
great. Well, speaking yeah. of terrible, this, this movie has been... So 29 and a half. That's a pretty good score. 29 and a half. That's, that's pretty bad. I, and, um, and I fully expect there to be repercussions from this score in a future um, yeah. a future episode that will be played. I'm <laughs> sure if there is, but Paul will just be doing it because... You Trust know. me, there are plenty of fairies it's, in this it, season. It, it'll be considered... A ch- I, I, have, I have hence issued a challenge, basically, by me giving that commentary. Yeah, I've got one. I've got one for uh, July that you'll. Uh, there you go. There you go. Will be pretty All right. rough. All well, right. Thanks everybody for showing up for another episode. Join us next time. We're gonna be Mr. Moody's, I guess. Episode. We'll have to see I what that so. is. And uh, yeah, we'll have to see. And um, don't forget to grab the power, the power, the power. <laughs> it compels you. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Bye. 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 The power, the power, the power, the power.